Pool Deck. Join me and my group of swimmers as we work hard every day to get better. The pool is the school, but the lessons are for life. My name is Duncan Todd, and you are on deck with Dunk. Welcome back, and thanks for joining me. My team of swimmers raced the other day for the first time since March. It was just a small meet at our home pool. There was no pressure, just a hit out to blow away all those cobwebs after such a long time between racing drinks. If you listened to my first episode, you'll remember me giving one of my swimmers, poor Geordie, a hard time about not accepting her idea of herself as being a 32 for a 53. That 32 was a ceiling hemming her in. I adamantly and rather intensely informed her that she was a 29.7. Gotta be specific. My 29 was an appropriately combustible launch pad underneath that complacency and her acceptance of herself as a swimmer. Well, I'm pleased to say that at the meet, she went a 30.2 in her 53. If she fixes her start, she'll be waltzing past that 29.7 in no time. The really cool thing about all of this is that Jordan has remolded her view of herself as an athlete. She now realizes that she is not a 32, and that is the crucial element. The results are guaranteed to come in due course because the real change, her view of herself and her reality, has already happened. As I say to my swimmers frequently, all things happen twice in life. First, in your mind, and then in your experience. The only variable is the time that it takes for those two things to align. Jordan's solid swim aside, in general, my team's performances at the meet were underwhelming at best. Many of the athletes looked distracted and unfocused, and a fair few of them pulled out of swims entirely, citing a variety of excuses. Nerves, fear, attachment to outcomes, and a lack of desire was abundant, while confidence, courage, controlled aggression, and a certain devil-may-care attitude was distinctly lacking. So while I had been hoping for a band of cocky swashbucklers to descend on the pool to compete with flair and finesse, what I got was a largely ragtag collection of athletes seemingly content to mess around in the grandstand with their mates and doing everything to avoid the self-responsibility of consciously and totally putting it on the line. And despite it being a small local meet at our home pool, The difference in some of the swimmers between their happy-go-lucky attitude at training and their demeanor on race day was startling. I realized that if they couldn't properly manage the mind game of racing locally, they would really struggle when the time came to race at the state or national championships later in the season. It was time for another chat. Now, I spent a little bit of time since the meet at the weekend, thinking about our swimming at the weekend. And largely, 
largely it wasn't that great. Some of us did some good swims here and there, but generally there are quite a few of us not entering races, pulling out, looking distracted, etc. It's very important that we remember the reason we come down here and spend so much time on deck and listening to my rubbish is because you want to race. Okay? Training is a means, racing is the end. Don't forget that. We are competitive swimmers. Alright? It doesn't matter if you train the house down day in, day out. If you then step up on race day and you bottle it. Or you pull out of a race. Or you don't want to swim something because you haven't done it for a long time or whatever it is. We race again on Sunday. We have another opportunity on Sunday. Make sure you turn up on Sunday with the right attitude. Being ready and excited to race. If you can't manage the racing game in your mind on Sunday here at our own pool, how are you going to manage down in Brisbane? How are you going to manage in Adelaide? Or in Sydney? The short answer is you won't. You've got to be excited and eager and hungry to race. That is why you train. Don't forget that. Remembering why we do things in life is crucial. Keeping that reason in mind helps deal with the large swathes of monotony that, in my experience, tend to go hand in hand with our daily doings. My swimmers train in order to race. Many of us work in order to have the financial freedom to engage in other activities that we enjoy. The problem can be that because our work or training consumes so much time, we end up mistaking the means as an end, forgetting the reasons and the motivations that fueled the decision to work or train or practice in the first place. That's not to say there aren't any benefits of training or working apart from being a means to an end. No effort is ever wasted, and, with a little searching, it is easy to find other benefits inherent in the doing of something to achieve another thing. Whether my athletes race or not, the training they do improves their health. It molds their physique, makes them look fit and strong, and that has ramifications socially as well as psychologically. Work gives us discipline. It kicks us out of bed, forces us to get dressed and face the world. It gives us structure and perhaps even a sense of place in society. But doing anything extensively and with regularity turns it into a routine, and often we deal with routine by flicking on the autopilot. As with all things in life, routine is a double-edged sword. It can be an aid to us, helping us manage our responsibilities, but our mental response to routine can be a trap. It's all too easy to settle into a routine we establish for ourselves and lose sight of the reason why. And when that happens, life can become an uninspiring grind. All of a sudden, it feels that it's all just work, chores, and the repetitive. We go to the same places at the same times, we see the same people and we do the same things. One day blends into another, and before we know it, time is racing by, and with it, our lives. Reflecting on that can send you into a funk. It does to me. It's like getting into the car for a long road trip 
to enjoy a holiday in an exotic but distant place you've always wanted to visit. Imagine driving for days and days through unremarkable and uninspiring terrain. And now imagine that after such a long time in the driver's seat, the repetition, the uniformity, the sameness, it mesmerizes you, and you forget where you're going. Stagnating and mesmerized, your life becomes the driving. Simply remembering why you are driving and thinking about that wonderful exotic holiday destination, the where you're driving to, transforms it all in an instant. Having a goal in mind makes the boredom and the grind easier to endure. Never forget why you do things. So for my athletes, training is the means and racing is the end. They train in order to be able to race. Out of an entire season of training, they might only race on seven or eight different occasions. And of those racing opportunities, only two of them will be considered key meets. The state championships in December and the national championships at Easter. And when the ratio between training, the means, and racing, the end, is skewed so extremely in one direction as it is in swimming, another factor comes into play. That factor is the tendency for athletes on race day to focus on the result and, ironically, not on the process. So here's one of those wonderful little conundrums that life tends to throw our way. While you've got to keep the ends in mind to endure the means i.e. the fact that you will be racing to endure the training, on race day, you've got to do a mental backflip and no longer worry about the result, i.e. the ends, but focus on the means or the process. In swimming, as in many areas of life, my athletes cannot control the result. They have no influence over the guy or the girl in the lane next to them, and they cannot guarantee a win or best time. All they can do is make a certain outcome more likely to occur. Success is a game of probabilities. They can do that by remembering the things that they have control over and executing those skills as well as they can on the day. Of course, the bigger the prize, the harder it is to maintain focus on the things that they can control. Two and a half thousand years ago, one of my main men, Chuang Tzu, a Taoist mystic that lived in China, wrote an essay dealing with exactly this. So I think it's time to hit those teenagers with a healthy dose of Taoist wisdom. All right, guys and girls, another blustery day. A blustery breeze is blowing, kids. Anyway, listen, history lesson. Back in time we go. Two and a half thousand years ago now, all right, one of my main guys that I like to read, Chuang Tzu. All right, he was a Taoist, this guy who lived in China a long time ago. And he wrote a lot of stuff. And one of the essays he wrote was called Mastering Life. Okay, and I want to read a part of that essay out to you. So he's there, he says, When you are betting for tiles in an archery contest, so Betting for tiles, what he means is like tokens or you know something that's not very valuable. So when you're betting for tiles in an archery contest, you shoot with skill. And when you're betting for fancy belt buckles, okay, so something a little bit more expensive, a little bit more important, fancy belt buckles, you start to worry about your aim. 
And when you're betting for real gold, you're a nervous wreck. Your skill is the same in all three cases. But because one prize means more to you than another, right? So because one prize is more important to you than another, you let outside considerations weigh on your mind. He who looks too hard at the outside gets clumsy on the inside. I love that. He who looks too hard at the outside gets clumsy on the inside. So, why am I telling you this? What, what's going on there? What's he talking about, hey? He's talking about choking at swim meets. Stepping up on a race day when it counts and because you're so worried about the result, okay, you forget all the things that you need to do and you screw it up, essentially. Hey, guys, it's something that happens. It's a real thing. It's a real thing, especially here in swimming. We can train, 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 train some more, and then we train, 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 and then another week of training, and we train some more, and train, 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 and then more training, and then race day, right? And because it's so infrequent with our racing, that on the race day, man, we get nervous because we're so focused on that result, getting the best time or making the final or winning the medal. You cannot control those things, okay? So, the difference between you guys stepping up here at training, kids, stepping up here in training and me asking you to do, a, I don't know, a 200 IM, race quality 200 IM, all right? You'll get up, you'll be relaxed, your skills will be good, everything will be fine, okay? It'll be easy, you won't stress. All right, and now contrast that with when you're swimming at 200 IM or any main race down at States or at Nationals. The difference in your mind, hey? And how you go up to the blocks and all of a sudden, oh my God, I'm going to die and it's terrible and I'm afraid and how am I going to do this and what if I don't swim the best time and oh, I got to make a final and ah, look at the guy next to me, he's so big and strong, blah, 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 blah. And because the result, the outcome is more important to you, we forget about the things that we need to do, right? I speak to you about the idea of a shopping list. When you race, just stand up, you have a shopping list, okay? You just tick them off. Get on the blocks, focus, good position, back straight, all right? Hamstrings engaged, don't anticipate the start. Enter the water, streamline, work the streamline kick, nail the breakout stroke, don't breathe on the first stroke. All those things that we practice and we do. You just gotta go through the process of ticking them off one by one. Okay, focus on the things that you can control. Don't focus on the things that you cannot directly control. I've told you before, guys. All right, success is a probability. You can only make it more likely or less likely based on the things that you're doing, guys. So I know it's a bit, it's, it's a bit of a weird one because I'm telling you on the one hand when we're training, Hey, when you're training for months on end, you've got to remember why you're training. You've got to focus on the end result. You've got to focus on the end, not the means, right? Months of training, you need to focus on the race. You need to hold that race up in your mind in order to better manage the grind of the training. Yes, I tell you to do that. But then, on race day, you've got to do the opposite, kids. Right? You get me. You've got to, you've got to do a mental backflip. You've got to be like a mental ninja. All right, so let me remind you of that line. It's perfect. I love it. Where is it? He who looks too hard on the outside gets clumsy on the inside, kids. Think about that today while you're training. 
Hoping that the windy conditions hadn't whipped Chuang Tzu's words of timeless wisdom away before they could sink in, I let the swimmers finish their session in peace. Those old Taoist mystics were masters at drawing inspiration from the natural world around them. It's a skill that we've lost in today's age where everyone has their faces glued to their smartphone screens virtually 24-7. Perhaps channeling a little bit of Taoist know-how myself, I stumbled across a perfect lesson as I was wrapping up. So I'm at the pool and I just want to paint the picture here. The, the tyranny of the medium is such that I can't just take a photograph and show you, but um, the facility where I coach here in Cairns, it's uh, an Olympic pool outdoor and um, there's a big grandstand. The grandstand is concrete construction. It's, it's massive. It's uh, virtually as long as the pool is, so about 48 meters. And it's concrete, and it's made up of um, large tiers of concrete steps, like a, like a step pyramid in a way, five levels. Each tier is probably a meter deep, and the next step up is maybe half a meter or a little bit less. And then every 15 meters or so, there's a smaller set of stairs that um, you can use to get up to the top of the grandstand. So like, it, it's, a, it's a massive concrete construction tough. It's a tough situation. The sun's shining. It's a beautiful day here in Cairns and uh, it's going to be a hot day and this this grandstand cops a beating from the sun in the middle of the day. Anyway, I was just wrapping up the session. I was walking past and I noticed just in one of the cracks where one of the tiered, one of the seat, seating areas of the concrete butts up against the small steps. In a little crack there, surrounded by nothing but concrete, a little flower is growing. And it's not, you know, it's not big. It's maybe two inches or three inches. And at the top, there's a little white flower with five delicate petals, the tinge of pink towards the middle. And it's beautiful. And it's just there by itself, completely alone, just growing out of this little crack in a wasteland of hot, dry, unrelenting concrete. Now, it strikes me that if, if that was us, if, if that was a person, we'd, we'd, be, we'd be there whining, we'd be there going, oh, look at my life, how terrible this is, here I am, poor me, there's concrete everywhere, there's no soil, there's no, no other plants for me to keep company with, it's terrible, you know, whining, poor me, complaining about the conditions. But the flower is just being a flower. I bet it's not complaining and it's delicate and it's it's beautiful and just it's amazing how life will find a way in the toughest conditions you can find little flowers like this growing in a in a massive concrete construction and I my kids can learn my team can learn from this little flower I I, I want my kids to be as tough as this little flower is. I hope you've enjoyed today's session and that you stick around and keep us company as we leave no stone unturned in helping these young athletes fulfill their potential and achieve their goals. It was a pleasure walking the deck with you.